Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on the newscast, tensions are rising between Israel and Russia. Are these two countries on a prophetic collision course? Find out next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. I am back in the familiar surroundings of the Watchman Studio in the United States after a whirlwind 10-day three-country tour of the Middle East that saw me reporting from Bahrain, the United Arab Emirates, and Israel on the Abraham Accords. Now, I was part of the first ever evangelical Christian media and business leader delegation to visit the UAE and Bahrain as we tried to get the inside story on what has transpired since the historic Abraham Accords peace treaty was signed back in September 2020 at the White House. As part of this media delegation led by my good friend Joel Rosenberg, editor-in-chief of All Israel News, we were able to meet with top officials in each of these countries. Some fascinating content if you missed any of my newscast from Abu Dhabi, Manama, and my second home, Jerusalem, over the past week and a half or so, you can check them out here in our archives on the channel. Just go to Newscast. They are right there. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted here on the channel. Hey, it's hard to believe, but we are fast approaching half a million subscribers here on the Watchman YouTube channel. That's for two reasons. Number one, it's all because of you, our faithful viewers who we love and appreciate so much. And secondly, it's all because of God Almighty. We will continue to do what he has given us to do here on the channel for such a time as this, which brings us to talking prophecy, talking Bible times. How about rising tensions between Israel and Russia over the past several months? We've been documenting it, documenting it here very closely on the newscast, whether it's Israeli airstrikes in Syria, whether it's Jerusalem, the Golan Heights, and of course, Russia's war in Ukraine. Israel and Russia are not seeing eye to eye these days, and now we have a new firestorm brewing thanks to absolutely outrageous comments made on Sunday, May 1st, by Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. Now, Lavrov was interviewed by Italian TV, and during this interview, he was apparently pressed on his and Vladimir Putin's claims that Ukraine is littered with Nazis and that Russia invaded Ukraine in order to, quote, denazify the country. Hey, Volodymyr Zelensky, of course, the Ukrainian president, is Jewish. Members of his cabinet are Jewish. Zelensky had family members perish in the Holocaust. Yet Putin is essentially, and Lavrov, accusing him of being a Nazi and a Nazi sympathizer. It doesn't seem to add up, needless to say, and Lavrov was asked about this, and his response has caused absolute outrage across the board in Israel. Lavrov said that, hey, uh, in my opinion, Lavrov's opinion, Hitler had Jewish blood. So, he said, Jews are the worst of anti-Semites. 
To say that this was insensitive is an understatement. Lavrov had to know that he was going to cause an uproar in Israel. That's exactly what he did. Number one, the longtime rumor that Hitler had a Jewish grandfather. Uh, number two, saying that Jews are the worst anti-Semites, essentially blaming the Holocaust on the Jewish people. That's what Lavrov's doing, and Israel has responded. Israeli Foreign Minister Yair Lapid called the comments unforgivable, said he was demanding an apology from Lavrov and from the Russian government, and that also Israel would summon Russia's ambassador to Israel uh, for a meeting, which I'm sure will be none too pleasant. Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett also responded. He said, hey, this was outrageous, and these Holocaust claims and people using the Holocaust as a political tool that needs to stop. That's exactly what Lavrov did. Other Israeli ministers responded from every political party in Israel across the board, and they slammed Lavrov for these comments. What happens now? It's clearly now a diplomatic firestorm. Israel has attempted to walk a fine line, folks, as we've documented here in the newscast. Ever since that Russian invasion of Ukraine commenced in late February, Israel has struck that delicate balance, playing the mediator role between Russia and Ukraine, enjoying good relations with both countries, and trying to not make Russia angry in order for Israel to continue to operate freely in Syria. Remember, there are thousands of Russian troops in Syria at Israel's doorstep right now. Russia essentially controls the airspace over Syria. If they say to Israel, no more, we will no longer allow you to carry out airstrikes against Iran and its allies in Syria, then that becomes a very difficult situation for Israel. Israel needs the freedom to operate there in Syria to take out these Iranian weapons shipments and various Iranian regime and Hezbollah assets, again, at Israel's doorstep in Syria. But we've had other incidents, folks, over the past several months. Again, we've documented them here on the newscast. We've had Russia back in February declaring at the UN that it does not recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. They say the Golan belongs to their good friend Bashar al-Assad in Syria. We had Russian and Syria fighter jets flying near the Golan Heights side by side near the Israel-Syria border back in January. We've had uh, numerous comments by Russian diplomats condemning Israel over its strikes against Iran and Hezbollah in Syria. The latest came on Thursday, April 28th, folks. I want to read this directly to you from my phone. We had uh, a Russian foreign ministry spokeswoman by the name of Maria Zakharova, who has condemned Israel at other times as well over Syria. She condemned Israeli airstrikes in Syria last week, said they violate international law. And folks, get this quote. This Russian foreign ministry spokeswoman said, and I quote, We demand that the Israeli side stop this vicious and dangerous practice. Uh, it is in violation of the basic rights of international law. It is categorically unacceptable and inadmissible. We strongly condemn such irresponsible actions which multiply the number of casualties among civilians and soldiers and pose a real threat to escalate tensions across the region. This is a Russian foreign ministry spokeswoman slamming Israel over its airstrikes 
and surface-to-surface missile strikes against Iran, Hezbollah, and the Assad regime in Syria. That's a very strong statement from a top foreign ministry spokeswoman. And folks, it comes on the heels of something we reported about a week and a half ago here in the newscast, maybe two weeks ago, Vladimir Putin sending a strongly worded letter to Naftali Bennett demanding that Israel turn over custody of an historic church in Jerusalem. So another flashpoint there. It's really unfolding and unraveling all around, and I'm not sure how much longer uh, Israel can maintain a solid relationship with Russia. And now that Israel, the foreign ministry in particular, has criticized Russia over Ukraine, Russia is now playing a game where more and more they're talking about Israeli quote-unquote occupation of the Golan Heights, Israeli occupation in Jerusalem and the Israeli-Palestinian issue. Russia is using that as a cudgel now against Israel and playing a diplomatic game. So, But it's not a game. And now that Lavrov made these comments, this has caused a real rift in the relationship. Remember, this is the highest-ranking diplomat in Russia, a man who's been in that role for years and is very close to Vladimir Putin. So as badly as Israel has wanted to keep this relationship with Putin's regime solid, folks, I see it going in the opposite direction. It is a tinderbox right now, and we know how this all plays out. If you are a prophecy watcher, uh, the book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, details a coming war. It's a funny name, I know. It's called the War of Gog and Magog, but it's something you need to know about where Russia, I believe, will lead a what Ezekiel calls a latter days confederation of nations against Israel. A great betrayal is coming, I believe. Israel has trusted Russia. Maybe trust is a strong word. I shouldn't say that. But has maintained good relations with Russia. Let's put it that way. A large Russian immigrant population, obviously, in Israel. And the two countries have generally had warm relations. In talking to Israeli officials, they have believed that that will continue. They have also believed that the so-called deconfliction strategy, which sees Israel and Russia have an agreement over Israeli actions in Syria against Iran. Israeli officials seem to think that will continue as well. But I do believe a great betrayal is coming eventually. I don't know when, how soon. Who knows who the Russian leader will even be at that point. But a day is coming, I I think, where the Russia-Israel relationship will boil over. And that could be a precursor to that Gog-Magog war. Hey, we live in Bible times. The prophetic chess pieces are moving on the board. We are watching all of this very closely. Continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I just want to implore you as we close. I was there last week. It was very tense around the Temple Mount area still as Hamas flags and Hamas banners were hoisted atop the Temple Mount. Uh, Very dangerous times as Hamas also is threatening to strike and attack synagogues around the world. More on that this week on the newscast, I'm sure. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.